0: The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Oh, hell no! Whatever. The following program contains opinions expressed by The Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, <laughs> lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh, my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm
1: talking about.
0: Power Up Request Received Initiating Systems
1: Powering Up Transmitters Welcome to the Dead Show!
0: Glad you guys could tune in. Tonight, we're going to have Jonathan Netherly, the founder of GPI. That's Ghost and Paranormal Investigations. How cool is that? Also, we're going to have Michelle with the paranormal news. And I thought we might kick off tonight with one from Briggs. Check it out.
1: Now, I need
0: all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Paranormal
2: News. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Paranormal News. So on Coast to Coast AM, I found an article here about using hypnosis as a tool to communicate with spirit guides and understanding spiritual realms. Okay, so the person that they were speaking with uh, goes by the name of James Schwartz, and he goes on to say that in hypnotic sessions with his clients who were communicating directly with their guides, he's gleaned much information about such things as the afterlife karma, parallel planes, and healing. When we die, the spirit continues on and experiences other realms and dimensions, he detailed. Swartz's client Danielle, working with a master guide, described her journey to a higher vibrational plane that she claimed she could simultaneously inhabit at night while her physical body remained here. This led Schwartz to explore the idea that our spirits can experience parallel lives and multiple planes of awareness as we go about our daily existence. He compared our higher selves or spirit energy to a kind of power station that connects perhaps up to a hundred different simultaneous lifetimes and experiences. The guides have suggested that spirits are constantly reincarnating, he added. Swartz reached out to listeners, inquiring if any were acquainted with the late Mount Shasta-based spiritual teacher, Pearl Doris, who lived from 1906 to 1990, whom he believes has been coming through as his own guide. So I find this, uh, this topic very interesting, and I found some more articles that people have written about this. So we will go on to the next article here in just a second all right so I found another article on selfgrowth.com it's called the article is called meet your spirit guides it's written by michelle Baudry. So this is a pretty long article. I'm not going to read every little bit of it. So if you're interested, again, it's selfgrowth.com by Michelle Baldry called Meet Your Spirit Guides. She goes on to talk about um, that your guides love you. Your guides nudge you from time to time, registering as intuition or deja vu. They are that gut feeling that lets you know to embrace the situation or run away. They are the so-called imaginary friends you had as a child who came to play with you when you needed to not feel so lonely. Now that you are an adult, the clarity of their communication can become cloudy when you are spinning with emotional duress. Sometimes when you need them the most, you may feel the least receptive to their help. Please understand that this phenomenon generates from the human side only. Your guides always desire to help you. When you are ready to open a crystal clear channel of communication, they are right there with bells on. They love you. That is their job. From angels to zoo animals. So, you may be pleased to know that angels prevail as spirit guides, and your odds of having several angels looking out for you is high indeed. Keep an open mind when meeting your spirit guides for the first time. In years of helping clients meet their guides through hypnosis, I have known spirit guides to appear as angels, pulsing lights. Councils of 12 in white robes, two and four-footed animals, alien life forms, and every description of human being imaginable, and so forth. Your guides may be a he, she, it, or they. Having a small group of several guides is common, yet you might have only one. No matter what visual form your guides take, they can and will readily communicate directly with you. So your options. You can visit a psychic reader and have them describe your guides to you. They'll be happy to deliver messages back and forth since the reader, not you, experiences them directly. With hypnosis, you have direct communication. Or you can use methods that include years of meditation, near-death experiences, and highly illegal non-prescription drugs. Do you have years at your disposal to learn meditation or do you want answers now? Do you really want to tempt death? Do you trust hallucinogenic street drugs? I assure you there is a better, safer option, and that is hypnosis. So she goes on and on here and talks more and more about hypnosis. Like I said, I'm not going to read every little bit here to you. I'm going to go on down here. Um, What hypnosis is, please understand that the feeling of being an individual is a necessary part of experiencing a human lifetime. And for that experience, we need a conscious mind as well as the spiritually connected subconscious mind. Your conscious mind filters out the interconnectedness of all energy in the universe expressly so you can have your human experience of being an individual. Hypnosis simply sets aside the conscious part of the mind and it accesses the far larger, more powerful subconscious. In other words, set aside the conscious mind with hypnosis and its filter disengages. This opens up your senses to the spiritual world and gives you direct access to your guides. So easy, you do it with your eyes closed. Hypnosis is easier to do than you think, and your guides are happy to talk to you. So what are you waiting for? Meet them today. Oh, and one last note, refrain from asking your guides about money. For some reason, the very idea of money only makes them laugh. Ask them why yourself if you like. Ask them anything you like, anything at all. See, they love you. That is their job. This is Sandy Johnson, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. Alright, so this one is called Blog of the Angels, 1001 Angelical Secrets to Share. How to Meet Your Spirit Guides. So before we get down to business, we need to cover the idea of what exactly spirit guides are. The idea of spiritual guides can be found all over the world in all different forms from all different times. The ancient Egyptians often viewed animals as being spiritual guides containing the souls of family members who had passed on to the afterlife. From the UK to China, dragons have been seen as spiritual creatures that guide their wards down certain paths. Today, in the Western world, spiritual angels are the most common spirit guides, but they can take on the form of animals. So why is connection important? Now This may seem like a silly question for those of you who have experienced the connection before, but for those who haven't, the idea as a whole may seem a little odd. To put it in simple terms, your spirit guides are simply there to help you along your path. So how to meet your spirit guides. In this article, we're going to explore four of the main techniques used for learning how to connect with your spirit guide. Be direct and purposeful. Spirit guides can be difficult to make initial contact with. They don't just appear out of the woodwork because you ask them to. It's not like saying Beetlejuice three times. If you have to display to your guides what you want, I'm sorry, you have to display to your guides that you want and are ready for their guidance. Take some time to think about why and write down some of the reasons. Perhaps you've, lost, you've become lost on your spiritual journey or need help dealing with your own emotions. There's always a reason, at least one, so take some time to look within yourself for the answers. When you know yourself why you're trying to connect with your guides, they will appear. Meditation Following on from the previous example, you may need a method for looking inwards or for reaching out to your guides in the first place, or both. Meditation is the best tool for this. You can use a guided meditation to learn how to meet your spirit guides, or simply carry out your own meditation. Simply focus on your breathing until you reach that familiar meditative state. Once there, reach out to your guides and explain to them why you're choosing now to connect with them. Keep an open mind and see what happens. Don't begin your meditation with a set idea of how you think things will go. This brings us to our next point. Manage expectations. Learning how to meet your spirit guide isn't always what people expect. Some think that it's like the movies where spiritual angels appear on your shoulder or a small red dragon appears from the smoke. In reality, the situation can be very different. Your experience could be as minor as seeing a certain color or could be as mind-blowing as a full-on vision. But the important thing is setting your mind up to fail. Go into your meditation or other techniques knowing that it's very likely you may not experience anything in this instance. It could take 5 attempts, 12, maybe even 20. Then again, it could happen the first go. The trick is to expect nothing so you can appreciate whatever your guides present you with. Sleep or dreams. Believe it or not, when you enter a deep sleep, your body and soul naturally absorb cosmic energy from the surrounding world. During this phase, your heightened levels of spiritual energy allow for clearer contact with higher beings. This, of course, includes your spirit guides. The issue here is that you're of course asleep and guiding yourself can be a little challenging. You have two options. Use some deep sleep techniques and hope that your guides appear to you within your dream or use hypnosis or guided meditation based on deep sleep and on contacting your guides. That way when you fall asleep and enter deep sleep, your mind will be guided to where it needs to go. So I have this other article that I found on the subject. This is on lonerwolf.com, seven types of spirit guides and how to connect with them. To many people, spirit guides are entities that we choose or are helpers that are assigned to us before birth. And still to other people, spirit guides are parts of our higher selves that reveal themselves to us in various shapes and forms. No matter what you think of spirit guides, and no matter how new age or down-to-earth your understanding is, it is beyond doubt that we all need guidance, direction, and support in life beyond our own capabilities or those who surround us. Spirit guides, like many other elements of spirituality, have been heavily sullied, monetized, and commercialized both on the Internet and in real life. But despite the apparent tarnishing of their value, spirit guides are nevertheless a shared human experience. Spirit Guides are often thought as spirits that guide us, but in my experience with them, they are universal forces that guide our spirits to greater clarity, freedom, joy, and peace. If you are just beginning your journey of connecting with your Spirit Guide, keep reading. So what are Spirit Guides? Our Spirit Guides are universal forces that are here to help us. A Spirit Guide can be an angel, animal, mythical creature, ancestor, ancient god or goddess, otherworldly entity, or interdimensional being. At the most basic level, a spirit guide is a type of energy that is embodied in an array of different forms. Spirit guides are archetypal forces, aspects of life with teach, warn, support, comfort, remind, and reveal things that we need to learn about ourselves in order to grow. Do spirit guides actually exist on another dimension, or are they all inside the mind? Well, here's the thing, I can't answer that for you. It's one of the great mysteries of life, only you can decide that for yourself. You might also be wondering whether we have many spirit guides or just one. Personally, I divide spirit guides into two categories, our major guides and our minor guides. Major guides typically accompany us throughout our lives and help us to learn major life lessons. Minor guides are temporary and help with daily concerns or issues that we struggle with. In other words, yes, I believe we have multiple spirit guides. Some we are born with, others visit us sporadically during the course of life. So my experience with spirit guides. Okay, I've got to admit it. By nature, I'm a skeptical person. I don't like believing something unless I'm practically hit in the face with it. Evidence has to basically be falling down from the sky and crushing me flat until I relent and open my eyes. Sorry, Leapoi, but this sounds like you. Until about four years ago, spirit guides were just new age mumbo jumbo to me. I ignorantly assigned them to the crystal healing and fortune telling category. In essence, I judged and dismissed that which I had not yet experienced. So it was with a great shock and awe that I came across my first spirit guide. This experience happened on a series of shamanic trips I shared with my partner, Matteo. Medio. I hope I I said that right. I went into the experience with my mind half open and half closed from disbelief. Will this actually work? A part of me wondered. But holding the intention to meet my spirit guide strongly in mind, I eventually met him, Pan, the god of the wild places. For 30 minutes or more, I saw this half man, half goat, guide me down into my inner underworld. It was Pan that initiated me into my shadow work journey. But it didn't just stop there. Through the next coming years, I continued to see Pan every so often in my daily life and in my dreams. Not only that, but I continued to meet more spirit guides. The floodgates had been opened. If you are dubious about the existence of spirit guides like I was, I encourage you to at least try it before you brush it off. Acknowledge the possibility that you might be wrong. Allow a margin of error on the other hand, if you believe in the existence of spirit guides, if you have had direct experience with them, but seek a stronger connection, you will find some helpful advice below. The Seven types of spirit guides. Right now, it seems to be a common trend to believe that spirit guides are primarily animals or angelic beings, but this is only one small dimension of the many possibilities that exist out there. Spirit guides, I believe, can have unlimited shapes and forms. A spirit guide could just as easily be a soft gust of air that makes the hairs on your arm stand up, as it could be a full-blown godly being that you meet during a shamanic journey. There are so many possibilities out there, and below I will break down the main types, species, or forms of spirit guides which you might encounter on your path. Remember, you can have more than one, and most people often do. Number one is a half-man, half-beast. Many spirit guides manifest themselves as half-man, woman, and half-animal. Number 2. Animals or Totems Animals are well-known spirit guides and have gained a lot of popularity over the past few years, perhaps thanks to their accessibility in our everyday lives. Number 3. Light Beings Many people describe light beings, also commonly known as guardian angels, as being their spirit guides. Light beings are said to help people move through traumatic areas of life, such as death, loss, and grief. Number 4. Ancestors Ancestral guides are entities that have some kind of blood connection to us and our lineage. Our ancestral guide could be a recently deceased member of our family, mother, father, aunt, grandfather, or a long-dead relative that you have perhaps never met in your lifetime. Number 5. Plants Shamans believe that the world and everything in it is composed of vibrant living energy. This includes plants. Number 6. Gods and Goddesses Gods and Goddesses have been worshipped, feared, and written about since the dawn of time. They span across every culture, every tradition, every religion, and every part of the world. Number 7. Ascended Masters Ascended Masters are beings that have already lived on this earth, gone through a spiritual awakening, but have become enlightened, awakened, or have transcended, transcended the cycle of reincarnation. Thus, Ascended Masters represent the ultimate teachers and gateways to the divine. Now this article goes on and it tells, talks about nine ways to connect with your spirit guides. Uh, they have scrying, dream work, silencing your mind... Bibliomancy, I cannot, a Bibliomancy, I don't know. I've never heard of that one. Visualization, <clears throat> plant medicine journey in, trance, nature immersion, looking for synchronicity. <clears throat> it's a pretty long article. There's lots, lots and lots here that I didn't read. Anyway, I find spirit guides very interesting. I have always wanted to connect with my spirit guide. I have tried meditation um, unsuccessfully. That I did have a, a friend of mine that I call her my my spiritual guide. She does not like to be called a medium, uh, but I get a lot of information from her. And she told me that my main spirit guide that she couldn't see a face. She just saw the color yellow. Um, So I just, I kind of picture that when I'm trying to make a connection. Now, I have had that feeling that I was being guided. Uh, Sometimes I've ignored it and I wish I hadn't. And other times I have followed that, what you call your intuition, your gut feeling. Sometimes it's a thought that you have. Excuse me. But just know that if you are getting that tingle, that gut feeling, that thought pops into your head, don't ignore it. I I can tell you lots of stories, uh, things that have happened. Uh, One of them is kind of a a little bit of a creepy story. It involved me and my husband. Uh, He doesn't really like me to tell the story, so I won't. Um, But he did have a brush with death, and if I would have listened to the voice in my head and that gut feeling that told me what to do in the moment, I wish I would have, but it wasn't his time, so God spared him, and uh, it, was, it was a miracle. Uh, maybe he'll let me tell you the story one day. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this all about spirit guides. There's a lot more articles out there if you're interested. Um, meditation though, I do believe is one of the best ways to try to connect with your spirit guide. And like the one article said, it takes a while. It takes practice and a lot of patience. And you have to be very aware uh, of what's going on because you can, you can very easily dismiss The the messages, the signs that come through, the signals, um, that gut feeling that you ignore and you wish you wouldn't have. And those are all your spirit guides talking to you, trying to nudge you to do something that you need to do or not to do something that you shouldn't do. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've had any experiences with your spirit guide, you've had success in hypnosis or a meditation in reaching out to your spirit guides, Drop me a line, tell me about it. Michelle.deadzone at gmail.com.
1: The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out, they crawl all over your dirty your chest. My name is David Walton. I am a vocal performer for What Are You Afraid of? Horror and Paranormal show. And I have carried the burden of a terrible secret. I am actually what is offensively called a ghost. For years now, I have concealed my ectoplasmic existence from my friends and family, in fear of a common prejudice against ghosts, or what we like to call the disembodied. I have existed frightened of being discovered, unable to do physical acts that the embodied take for granted, such as walking a squirrel, or drinking a glass of vitamin E milk fresh squeezed from a whale. I grew depressed and even considered acts of self-harm or reincarnation, which is suicide for the disembodied. Such movies as Ghostbusters and its sequels drove my feelings of disenfranchisement and I began looking for help only to encounter painful exorcisms in the houses I haunted. Then, I met two good people it says here. Fox and Phil, at what are you afraid of, horror and paranormal? And they help me take control of my own life. Now, it is my choice whether I wish to make phantom bangs in the night, appear at the foot of your bed in darkness, or make your walls bleed. If you are a disembodied person like I am, and you're living a lie, What Are You Afraid Of can help you too. They are on at 9pm on Friday nights at Para X Radio, leaving plenty of time for midnight haunting activities and can be found on all major podcast services. Listen to their paranormal stories, interviews, humorous sketches and horror fiction to know that you are not alone. And if you are a member of the embodied, don't forget, you are only a single heart attack or tumour away from becoming one of us. This is David Walton. See you on the other side. Or as I call it, this side. And that is the end of a perfect
0: Your source for everything paranormal. Para-S.
3: If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts.
2: Now here are... The one, the only...
0: Dead Zone. Dead Zone. Okay, well, let's contact Jonathan. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, all right. Now, <laughs> I finally got you. Okay, Jonathan Netherly of... Uh, gpi so how's it going sir you're out of out of uh, west virginia yes sir all right so what's going on with you yes what's up with the team man
3: Uh, not a whole lot going on here (laughs) uh being in pain for the last couple weeks i was in a car accident a couple weeks
0: ago i'm sorry to hear that what happened
3: uh, I was sitting at a red light, got rear-ended.
0: Oh man! No kidding. Well, wasn't your fault, right? Did you get whiplash?
3: No, not my fault. No, luckily I did not get whiplash. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. My wife did though. always man! Well, I'm sorry to hear that my wife did get whiplash my back is uh my back is messed up pretty good
0: though oh well i'm sorry to hear that wow well that's that's bad man
3: yeah but
0: yeah okay so um tell us a little bit about gpi uh, how are you all We're, we're doing fine we're doing great um Tell us a little bit about GPI. When when did you guys found the uh, the team? Or is it just you and her? Or do you have other members?
3: Yeah. Okay. Well. Ph- no, it's just me and my
0: wife. Right. Okay. So, we'll fill us in, man.
3: Uh, used to be, used to be just just me. Um, I used to do. You know, I'm I'm pretty well. I do a lot of solo stuff. Um, she helps me do research and stuff like that on places to to investigate and stuff like that, and get permission and things. But right. um, she comes with me, you know, sometimes. But uh, near the Gpi I founded in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I was actually still a, I was a senior in high school. Right. When I founded it. And uh, that's when I graduated high school in, in the beginning of 2000. So, <laughs> Right? Mm, it's quite a few years ago now. Um, <laughs> you all. Yeah. I'm completely yeah. nonprofit. I don't charge
0: anybody. Yeah, good for you. We don't either. Absolutely. Nope.
3: Do not. And, uh, and uh, I try to. Do as much scientific research as I possibly can when I do an investigation. Mm-hmm. One of the main reason is I try to get the scientific community to recognize the field of paranormal mm-hmm. for what it really is. It, you know, it can be a lot of scientific data come out of it. Right. And uh, I feel you know I feel if you try to make yourself too famous or try to charge people for it and stuff like that then the scientific community doesn't really uh try to take you you know seriously right
0: and, and, I, I then, that, uh, and i get that and we've always said that you know, i mean yeah we do it because we want to do it and not because we want, we want to make money that's why like you we don't charge anything to anyone and right. never have
3: and never will right right and I think that's the way all paranormal investigators should
0: be. Right. What's your uh, thoughts on um, the, uh, what What I always say is pay to play places, you to know, charge you like $200 to come in and, and look, you know, do your investigation. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I get it, I get it. I understand that some places have to charge a fee I mean, just for the upkeep of, of the property right I get that but sometimes it's kind of ridiculous you know
3: yeah I, I agree sometimes it just gets a little bit ridiculous because they want to charge people like way way too much oh yeah um, but you know I understand if it's a historical site or something like that and they're trying to keep it up and, right. they're, um, and they're a non-profit organization or something you know they try to, you know, and they're trying to just keep the place up to, right. you know, for historical values. Then I understand them charging, but, uh, but
0: not to excess.
3: You know, if if you if you charge charge two three hundred dollars a head well, for, that's,
0: that's ridiculous. Yeah. Let's say
3: a three hour tour. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, if if you do two you know, you do a tour you're not doing an actual investigation right and you're only there for like two or three hours
0: right
3: and i just i don't think that's right
0: no i don't think so either
3: anyway. i mean if i'm going to pay two three hundred dollars especially if i'm going to pay two three hundred dollars ahead i definitely want full control of the entire place right at least for two nights
0: yeah, you're right yeah a couple of overnights would be wonderful right i mean even with two overnights you're not guaranteed to catch anything right because as, I, right. as as i'm sure you know um even the most active places in the world can you you get nothing because you know they don't respond they don't you know choose your right. hoops right yeah yeah i get it yeah that's cool
3: Right. Well, I mean, um, you know, it's just, uh, that's the field of paranormal for you. Sometimes you get lucky and you get evidence and sometimes you don't. Right. It just depends on the situation, the the place that you're at.
0: Right. Um, Or the people. Some
3: nights are active, some nights aren't.
0: Or maybe the person that's with you is more sensitive to what's going on around them and you might not be you know what i mean I exactly mean, i mean like us that is
3: true
0: like me and my wife she is 100% dead on a believer and everything right me on the other hand you've you've got to hit me in the face with something to make me <laughs> i know it sounds silly but uh, yeah I have to see it for myself I have to experience it for myself or there's something else going on right and I will look and look and look and delve into it right and if I can't find it well I'll come back and do it again
3: well that's kind of that's kind of the way I am I try to gather as much I try to gather as much scientific evidence as I can right at first right um, and then if that don't work, then I go on the spiritual side, right? And I'll try to dig in a little deeper on the spiritual side and then maybe I can kick up enough evidence to be scientific. right? So
0: um, talking about your wife, um, you say she helped you do the research, right? Does she think or, or is there any inclination of her yeah. having any ability? at all psychic or otherwise
3: um kind of a touchy subject on that one with her yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh she is a little bit more sensitive to the <laughs> spirits than uh, than some other people right but she doesn't really like to talk about it a lot
0: and why do you think that is
3: um i think i'm about one of the only people that really Know too much about it.
0: What, what, so. why? Why do you think she doesn't like to talk to, talk about it? I'm sorry. Is it something that bothers her? Or?
3: Uh, it's just the way that, uh, well, um, it's just the the way that she was raised and uh, the area that she lives in.
0: Okay. So I'm gonna assume, like, it, where, where around
3: I, here, it's. Uh, talking about you know around here where we live at she she grew up here i didn't um but uh, people can be very very sensitive and touchy about the paranormal field around here i should say that yeah the subject's
0: right okay i get that i understand i come from i'm from arkansas deep south and from a fire and brimstone baptist family right and you know they they don't want anything to do mm-hmm. with it. yeah i get it i understand yeah i, I get what you're saying <laughs> i understand know.
3: Yeah. hmm
0: so you've been doing this since when since uh what did you say it it's, it's slipped my mind
3: well i started i started freelancing myself just 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 me um I'd say probably back in 95 or 96 I was just a kid more or less right going and just investigating you know whatever I could and uh back then it was just a lot of fun and you know I just kid, kidder, kidder, kidded around with it you know and right. then I started getting more serious about it as I got older and Doing more research in uh, psychology, parapsychology, demonology, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. I started getting a lot more serious into it. And uh, in 1999, when I was still in high school, I founded the group GPI. Right. And uh, the name, the logo, everything has come a long way since then. Right. Um, when I first founded, I believe it or not, I actually I wasn't ghost and paranormal investigations. I was actually Ghostbuster paranormal investigations.
0: <laughs> okay,
3: yeah, okay. <laughs> and I put the buster part out, and I put and in it and right. stuff like that. So it's you know, um, Ghostbusters. Yeah, they played a little bit of a, a role in in. My wanting to come into the paranormal with uh, some of the experience I had as a kid. That and, sparked uh, your
0: interest in it, right? That made you want to do it. You know, it's yeah.
3: just, yeah, I get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I had a few incidents that happened when I was younger, and um, I thought, well, you know, if they can make a movie about this and they can be brave and go in places and hunt ghosts and why not me (laughs) right you
0: know okay so what were those uh, what were those two experiences you just you just mentioned when you were younger what happened
3: um one of them uh, one incident that i can remember really well i think i was about uh, i think around 11 years old Yeah. Um, Which is right before I started basically, you know, kind of going out on my own and stuff like that. But uh, I was around 11 years old, and uh, I lived next door to this basically abandoned apartment building.
0: Yeah.
3: And every night during the summer when I would leave my window open, my curtains would blow open, and I could see... A woman standing in the window yeah. of the apartment building looking through into my room and i could see her plain as day just like a real person you know just on the other side of the window right and uh, there's no power to the place or anything and the light would kick on in that room and she wouldn't be there okay and then the light would kick back off. And a few seconds after the light went back off, she would start like manifesting and right. be there again looking right at me.
0: And this happened
3: so you know, at first, mm-hmm. out, scared the was <laughs> out of <it>, me. <laughs> yeah, and then I got kind of comfortable and used to it. And I would actually wave at her and she would wave back at me. And
0: now that's weird,
3: uh, <laughs> so I knew it was something it was something very intelligent that was in that place
0: yeah and she would actually She i mean it was
3: a very intelligent
0: now yeah granted you're 11 years old you're in yeah obviously your parents house but you saw it twice and she would respond to you so it was an intelligent haunting or was it a dream
3: no, it wasn't a dream. So it wasn't It was never a dream. I was always awake.
0: So it was an intelligence. I was order. always
3: I've always been a bit of a night owl, so I Right. You know,
0: right. So it was intelligent. Mom would
3: tell me to go to bed and I'd just be in, you know, I'd be awake in bed for hours. Four or five hours. Right. I get it. Before I'd finally go to sleep. So right.
0: But you could you saw her and you could, you could could you? Mm-hmm. draw her face what is it could you draw her face could, you could click, I draw her face yeah could you explain what her face looked like was she young was she old or she you know whatever
3: she was um, probably I would say she was in her mid to late 40s right I would say yeah with uh, a dark hair dark curly hair pulled up in like a old fashioned bun like a bun right?
0: okay yeah
3: so I'd say she probably had like a a long hair that was pulled up.
0: Right. And you were too young to know anything about the property next door to you you said were was abandoned, so that might have been the person that lived in that house, maybe?
3: It's a possibility, or it could have been a house before the apartments. Right. I'm not sure.
0: Right. But you said it happened twice. Was it was there more than twice mm-hmm. or?
3: uh it happened that one summer uh it happened almost every single night i would say for at least a month
0: okay so more than twice then yeah so
3: it was very it was very very reoccurring and like i said as time went on me and this Apparition staring at each other. Became um, friends? Yeah. So. I would start to try to wave and see if I could get a response and she would wave back.
0: Oh, that's so, so. crazy. I would love that to happen to me. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Have you been back to that location?
3: Oh uh, Yeah, actually I have been back. Uh, I, I, ne- I never have uh, stopped and actually you know, what like try to walk in or anything because the building is completely gone now, it's all to the ground. Um well,
0: that may not matter though.
3: And the last time I was
0: mm-hmm. That may not matter. The building may not even though the building's gone, the ground might be
3: you know, might be The entity could still be there. Right, right. And, and yeah, I I would say she's probably still there. Um whether the new property owners or whatever uh, have experienced anything themselves or not I don't know right Um, like I said I've never actually stopped back in there
0: see you know that's the one thing I would do because being so vivid in your mind and your memory I would want to go back there and just to see with a camera with a, a the recorder whatever just to see if she still especially if she waved at you she interacted with you and never caused you any harm or you weren't really scared that would be so cool no
1: <laughs>
3: at first I was scared but then you know like I said as time went on I got more comfortable right. with her um, and I think she got more comfortable with me that's one of the things that kind of worries me about trying to go back there because she got so comfortable with me that she actually would try to respond by waiting back at me. Right, but I don't know if she would try to there, attach to me or something like that. I mean, I I know how to fight against that, but right.
0: But there was no. She didn't. No, she didn't just didn't scare the hell out of you or anything like that she was just well, she right right i think that would be so cool just right. just to go back and and just see and you know cleanse yourself do whatever
3: well i have i've got some plans on trying to go back uh to my hometown which is over in kentucky right um probably sometime this summer mm. um, and i might actually wind up stopping back I, well, if, I, w- uh, I would love to
0: hear about that. Mm-hmm. If you do, if you do that, let us know, man. I want to hear about that and see what happens. Even if nothing, even even if nothing happens, I would love to hear about what's what transpires. And you're you're in right. you're in a West Virginia right now. Oh, but yeah. You come from Kentucky, though, know, right? Yeah,
3: I'm right on the border of um, well. I'm in Mingo County, and that's right on the border of Pike County, Kentucky. Right. So I mean, so you're it's right so there. I,
0: yeah, you guys are. I can
3: be from my house in Kentucky in just a couple of minutes. Right. Um, right. But it's about a two and a half or three hour drive from from here to my hometown. Right. Which is not a big deal to me, really. Right.
0: I mean, that's what it is for us. I mean, we're we're in. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. familiar with, I can't talk. If you're familiar with um, Clay County or uh, Indianapolis, we're like uh, like three hours to Ohio, three hours to Kentucky. Either way, we go, right? Right.
3: Right. Yeah, you're up in Indiana.
0: Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah. I, actually, I am pretty familiar with that area. Right. Um i used to travel on a natural gas pipeline as a contract engineer
0: yeah yeah okay yeah
3: and i loved it because like every free minute i would get i would grab a camera or something i'd hit a cemetery or right try to get permission to go into an abandoned place
0: (laughs) right well that's gonna that's gonna lead me into my other question that we ask everyone um from the get-go what is and was your favorite piece of equipment to use and what yielded you yielded you the most results
3: um believe it or not i think one of the most favorite things that i had um was actually a they would you it's classified as like a like a desk toy now, nowadays but those uh little pendulum things it's got five little balls you pull the ball back and <laughs> oh, let it go and yeah. <laughs> slap and it just keep going yeah the uh I actually uh
0: yeah I know what you mean Michelle Yeah, Michelle actually uses I
3: know what
0: you mean yeah the centric, centric. oh y'all can actually use one no Michelle uses a pendulum and um mm-hmm. uh, Dazzling Rods too uh-huh. yeah kind of yeah but the pendulum is yeah. kind of like what um, you mean, but they're you know centrif- centrifugal force back and forth yeah i know what you mean
3: yeah yeah um the reason i say that is because early on um uh, back in uh, the very end of 99 right before 2000 hit right i got my hands on a, a new big bulky god-awful recorder video recorder <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and i thought it was just the coolest thing and i was like top dog in the paranormal field that's the way i felt because i got this new recorder and, and you didn't catch even anything the thing like 30 pounds <laughs> yeah right <laughs> you know yeah but uh, i was at a, a home and, uh, I was doing, uh, been doing some research on the home and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, no lady that lived there, she, uh, had passed away and stuff a few years back Right. before, uh, I went there to investigate right. and she passed away in the home and she hadn't been found for almost two months. Oh and man.
0: Yeah. We've got one out here.
3: Somebody, like that. you know. Yeah. We better go check on her. We ain't seen her in a long time. Right. And they found her deceased in the house. Right. So I figured back then, I figured, oh, that's probably one of the best locations I could go to. Right. And I went there to that house. And uh, it's not there no more, unfortunately. The, there's new landowners, and they tore the house down, and we developed it into a business and stuff like that. But, right. Um, I was sitting there uh, on the couch because um, all her furniture and everything was still there. Everything—it's just like you know, she just got up and went out to the grocery left. store,
0: right? I get it. Yeah.
3: Um, and uh, I was sitting there on the couch, and uh, I had the recorder going. It was on me and the uh, the coffee table in front of me, and, and I had my little handle thing, and I'm like here i'll show you how this little toy works and if you think you can do it you know see if you can can make it swing yourself right so i reached out and i pulled the the ball back and i let it go and it done that for a couple of times and i stopped it i'm like you know come come play this toy with me
0: now you do it right um
3: if you're here yeah, you do it, and, and see if you can communicate with me like that. Right. <clears throat> and the next thing I knew, I it was all on video too. Okay. That ball picked up and started smacking all on its own.
0: Cool. Now you have that on I was video.
3: Lean back in the cap.
0: You have that on video.
3: Oh boy. <laughs> Okay. I had it on video.
0: You had it, or you have it. Yeah. And
3: then I lost. Unfortunately, I did have it. Um, unfortunately, all my evidence and investigations and stuff like that from uh, my really early investigations—yeah—they all got destroyed in a fire. Oh, sorry to hear that. Um, house burnt to the ground. Oh, damn. And, yeah. So, I don't have it anymore. I wish I did because that was just something that you'd have to see to believe, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that would be great. And that was the, let's say, the one thing that sticks out in your mind for everything you've ever done all the investigation investi- I can't talk investigations you've been on that's the one that sticks out in your mind um, or, or is there another one oh I have I have several <laughs> well, well which one
3: uh, which one I could talk for hours which one
0: which one made you want I'm to run, which one made you want to run out the door but you stood your ground the the, the one that made you like like, I, okay, I'm done, I'm gone, but no, I'm not, I'm going to stay right here and deal with it.
3: <clears throat> Anything? The one thing that I hmm. <laughs> Let me see. Um, the one time that I actually was frightened
1: mm-hmm.
3: and made me angry at the same time i don't know why it did but it did it made me angry at the same time okay and made me want to investigate it right and made me want to fight with whatever spirit was there right. um, <laughs> was i was in kentucky and uh, i was on an old farm okay and i was like kind of in between two farms where A third third farm used to be years and years and years ago, and then it got kind of split in half and sold to the the neighboring uh, farms.
0: Got parceled out, yeah.
3: But uh, the old, yeah, the old original farmhouse was still there. And it was a a lavish, you know, like... uh, uh, I don't know. Like a old world southern charm to it. Like a Just plantation. A huge <laughs> like a plantation,
0: else. right? Yeah, like a southern plantation. Yeah, like
3: a plantation home. Right. Like the big, huge white column. Yeah, the big pillars and, and stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, I get you. I get and, it. Uh, I walked
3: up. I walked up to the to the front door on the porch, and I went to reach for the the doorknob and the door swung open oh and i got cold chills <laughs> all over me
0: and no one no and when i
3: got cold chills all over me i went to step through that doorway yeah i didn't i couldn't see nothing but i did get cold chills and The next thing I know, when I went to step over that threshold, Mm -hmm. it was like somebody took two hands and just reached out and smacked me right in the chest. Oh. And I landed flat on my back on the front
0: porch. Wow. And there was no breeze that would open the door. There was no breeze that would open the mm -hmm. door. And No 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 one was in the house.
3: There was no wind, nothing. No one was there just me
0: but you were pushed out
3: um Get i think it was about one o'clock in the afternoon yeah i mean it was middle of the day it was one o'clock in the afternoon right
0: well you know did, which all really the,
3: caught me off the it was well all,
0: yeah, all this crap about you know you, you ghost on at night because you go whatever yeah things happen all the time it doesn't yeah, matter what no. time or day yeah that's bull crap. um
3: yeah
0: yeah, but, but no one was no, there, so.
3: I they, agree completely with, with they, that. Yeah, yeah. Know, they, they, if it's paranormal, it's paranormal. It's going to happen no matter what exactly of day or night it is. Exactly.
0: So, in your opinion, your thoughts were someone or something or entity that well, was in that house didn't want you there and pushed you out.
3: Right? Exactly. Right exactly I and love that. for yeah. what, for whatever reason like I said it, it actually made me mad right well, like, yo, you get hit in the chest you're going to stop me mad. from coming in this house. right
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you hit, me, hit, me, hit me in my chest I'll get mad too but you got to think about this though oh, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe maybe just like you know you know uh, 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 a, a deceased person that may still be in that location they're still just people and they they look at you like you're right. invading my space i don't want you here you shouldn't be here so get out exactly right <laughs> that's very cool exactly i love that that's awesome <laughs> so okay we're going to run out of time um real quick what do you have coming up that you, coming up that you want to tell everyone about anything
3: um, I actually have a church, um, that I'm going to, uh, be investigating here, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, right. I was getting ready to set it up and everything to go ahead and do it, um, about two weeks ago because right, right about the time I had my car accident yeah. when I was getting ready to set it up. Sorry about that. But I've been in so much pain from it, but, uh, I've been in so much pain from that accident that uh, right. I haven't been able to do anything right now. So, right. Um, but I have, uh, we have a church that I'm fixing this set up and doing an investigation for, and then I've got an old abandoned hospital that I'm uh, thinking about uh, getting permission to do as well. Right. And I've just got a few others that uh, that uh, I'm going to try to kick off here fairly soon i would
0: hope right and those are both in west virginia i assume
3: uh they are one is in here in williamson and the other one i'm just going to leave this kind of a surprise
0: okay you know yeah don't say anything you don't want to that's fine
3: but, uh,
1: <laughs>
3: right
0: well very cool from you again or is that okay if you if we call it, contact you again and see what's going on with you what's happened is that all right
3: absolutely all right man absolutely
0: all right so how can people uh, find a gpi mm-hmm. other than facebook
3: uh, now say that again
0: how can people find gpi other than a facebook page do you have a web a website at all
3: I have an email, um, it's uh, G uh, GPI uh, with the dot in it. Right. Um, GPI dot uh, here, like you hear. Right. HEAR2 um, TO and then help HELP. At gmail
0: Okay, but but do you, you? So I have
3: a website that I can be reached at as well.
0: You do have well, a, website. Not a
3: website, but a um, an email. You
0: have a Facebook that page. I can be
3: reached at. Um, I'm thinking about trying to uh, possibly start a uh, YouTube page, and then maybe later on, if things go go well, I'm going to start my web, start a website.
0: well cool that would be awesome so at least at least you have a
3: website
0: at least at least you would have a website that people can go from facebook to your actual website with just your information and contact information on right that'd be great cool man um
3: yeah yeah um and um like when i when i actually started because i'm been doing a lot of research and trying to find just the the right company to help me get started with it and all that good stuff right and then um hopefully i can find one that's not going to cut my throat but it's going to be a pretty good web web browser
0: just do it for yourself do it Um, do it for yourself do like a lot of people do like we do we use wix and wix is free do it yourself as long as you know what to do know how to do it right you can do it yourself and they, you, you don't get charged a dime
3: oh well you'll have to send me some information on that so I,
0: I will can research it. i will sir no problem i will actually do that all right well thank you very much jonathan gpi you guys is going to be back he's going to tell us a little more about what's going on in the future and we thank you so much thank you john
1: um
3: thank you and uh uh, I do appreciate you all having me on the show tonight.
0: Oh man, we we, we can't wait to have you back. Thank you for coming.
3: And up. we'll I will definitely be back if uh, if all is willing.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, you guys heal up and, and but, be safe. Uh, for okay. anybody
3: out there listening, or,
0: Hello. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, we've got to definitely heal up. Um, yeah, you do. But uh, for everybody, is. Uh, Wilson and stuff like that Uh, just keep your eyes on on the Facebook page and uh, you'll get a lot of notifications and stuff on what's coming up and uh, what's going to be happening and things like that
0: right anything you want to post you just post to the Dead Zone site the uh, Facebook page and you know just follow them right, and they will be back you guys heal up and thank you for coming on the show sure will This is the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Thanks for listening.